Okay. <laughs> you guys can be seated. Don't make me cry. I've already done enough. Um, well, thank you so much for those kind words, Chad. Um, really, this church has done amazing, amazing things in my life as well as my family's life. And um, sorry. Um, it's, it's literally just been a refuge for my family, and it's insane. I know some of you guys have seen the way that I've grown, and a lot of it has come from your guys' ministry, your guys' sacrifice, the sacrifice that you guys did before I even came to this church. So I just want to say thank you. Give your guys a round of applause. <laughs> But today, I have a word from you guys, for you guys. This was a word that um, laid pretty heavy on my heart. Um, I told Chad, I was like, I'm not going to preach. <laughs> I'm going to do just the keynote. But God is already here. He's already doing great things. And I know that he's going to just do even more great things through his word. So, also, this is kind of similar to Pastor's message on Wednesday, but I wasn't even up here. I was downstairs. I didn't copy. Um, so, who here is busy? You can raise your hand. Don't be, don't be shy. Um, and, you know, who has been there when you've been busy and you have felt, you know, anxious or, like, sometimes just that, like, stress, stressed? Stressed, yeah, stressed and anxious. Um, it's safe to say that society has pushed people into this spectrum of um, we need to be busy. I hear it all the time as a young person, let's just um, work right now and study right now, and then later you can just do it to relax. With retirement, you're just going to work as much as you can, and then later you get to relax. And sometimes, you know, that's... I mean, it's very much true. We can conform to that worldly view. And sometimes we don't really acknowledge how terrible that is because burnouts happen and people, people, you know, we're human. We can bring that into our ministry, into our callings, to our walk with God and many different things, our jobs. And so I want to start off with the verse of Mark 6, verse 31. And he said unto them, Come ye yourselves apart into a desert place, and rest a while, for there are many coming and going, and they had no leisure so much as to eat. So they were so busy that they didn't even get to eat. And I know for some of us, that takes a lot. <laughs> so it's very difficult, nearly impossible, to hear God's still and quiet voice over everything we've got going on. Depending on what we are prioritizing, it can very much dictate our future. So today, my message is called, Busyness Dictates Your Future. So for me, personally, I'm a very person that likes to be busy. Like, during quarantine, I was one of those people that was grateful at first, but then I was very much suffering. Um, <laughs> I like to be busy. Like, I like to make myself busy through whatever. And so that's just how I've been growing up because that's how my parents are. It's just what I've seen. They're so, like, hardworking, so therefore that's just passed down to me. 
However, there are issues with being that driven person because it can lead to burnouts and being very much super stressed and anxious all the time. So I want to share a little testimony that happened last year. Um, I was, it was in the middle of November and December, and I had been blessed enough to travel for Thanksgiving break and Christmas break. I did, yeah, I was out for a week for Thanksgiving, and the next two weeks coming into school, I had to study for finals. And so I had a lot of stress on top of me, and that's just with school. I had to work and do ministry here at church. So I, um, I was running around, and at first it started with just some small pains in my right shoulder, and it was like around the neck, and it would just come here and go at work, at school, um, when I was in my house, and it was very strange, but I didn't really think anything of it because I had so many things on my plate that I was like, now's not the time to acknowledge this. And then it wasn't until I think a couple of weeks coming back from my vacation November that I woke up one day and I could no longer move my neck. I was like, okay, this is probably just me not being able to Maybe I slept wrong. Maybe my neck is just sore. And so then I, was, I just put it off to the side. The next day I woke up, and this time I really could not move my neck. I legitimately just had to move my whole body. I could not move my neck. And so, of course, this was very frustrating for me because I had so, much, so many things that I need to get done, and this was such an inconvenience. I needed to, to do so many things for school. And so I just, again, put it off to the side. I was like, this is not my priority. This is not what I need right now. I have to just focus. I have things to do. And so I put it off to the side, and thankfully it went away slowly a couple of days. And then, uh, but the sharp pains just started intensifying and still coming in. And we went to vacation in December, coming back, um, at vacation, I felt fine. Maybe it was because I was no longer stressed about things that I needed to get done. But I came back and I felt so much more better. And I had a week left before I went back into college. And when I came back, I was driving actually to church. And that's when I was just driving by myself in my car. And I was like, all right, well, school is starting. My job is starting. Maybe it's time that I you know, mentally prepare myself. And at that moment, I had the sharpest pain in my shoulder and my neck that right then and there, I just, I, I was praying for, for the pain to go away. And in that moment, I heard that, that voice of God, that still and quiet voice saying, don't you think that you are the one that is causing this pain unto yourself? And so I'm just there like, what? Like, why? why? I'm like, okay. You know, my humanly instinct is like, you're joking. There's no way. I'm like, this was an inconvenience. Why would I cause myself this pain? And then come to find a I took it to prayer. And he's like, he just answered right away. He was like, you are undergoing too much of what you can handle. You are in a constant state of being stressed out and anxious. 
that your body was tense. Your body was literally telling you to take a break, and yet you still chose to put it off to the side and overload yourself with more things that you can handle. And so sometimes that can be our scenario, sometimes with our walk with God, with life. And so for me, it was that reflectional prayer. And that got me thinking, well, why can't I be busy and be relaxed at the same time? This gets me thinking that Jesus was on earth for only a limited amount of time. Yeah, he wasn't stressed or anxious like some of us here. He only had 12 disciples. He only started his ministry later in life. So why is it that he had a limited amount of time, and yet he had to do so many miracles? So he had to be at multiple people's of houses. He had to raise up Lazarus from the dead. He had so many things to do, yet he walked around at peace, not at focus at anything else he had to do. He could have done it all by himself. He could have made himself more busy to perform more miracles. However, he chose to do less, walk around, being at peace, showing really that sometimes doing less is more. Everyone has different tolerances in busyness. Growing up, there are people that you look up to or people around that set up those negative thought processes on how much you can handle. They tell you, well, you need to do more. Like, you can do it. Quit being lazy. And to me, I'm like, you don't know me. Like, I, there's things behind the scenes, like how Chad just mentioned. There are multiple people here in ministry that are doing things behind the scenes that you don't even know. And so I just want to real quick preach to the parents this morning. <laughs> the, way, <clears throat> the way you speak to your child and the way that you glorify them dictates how busy they become. Busy in life and school and careers and their walks with God. There is nothing more than what a child wants to do than to make their parents proud of them. For me personally, I love to exceed expectations, and that could be some of the kids here. However, it is very hard when your parents have that expectation like up here. It is, it's very hard because sometimes you just have to acknowledge, I am human, I cannot be that perfect daughter or son to my parents. And this right here is such a huge growth aspect for young people, but also adults because they go through that. Those pressures, those titles weigh a heavy burden on kids and adults that you get to your tipping glass and have a mental breakdown. So it's very important the way that you speak about your child and at your child, because words hurt. Everyone has different tolerances. The tolerance of a seven-year-old that goes to school and church can be equivalent to a high schooler that is in sports and in ministry, to a full-time college student working a part-time job involved in multiple ministries, 
equivalent to a pastor that has a family and is in ministry, making time for others. Now, you may not think because the society, the way that they have that mindset onto you, well, the seven-year-old can't be tired or the high schooler because they're young, but everyone has different tolerances. All these things are equal amounts of busyness. So I want everyone in here to just close their eyes. I can see you if you have them open. <laughs> and I want you to think back in a time where you weren't busy. Could be a couple years from now, a couple months. Really think about it. Try to remember if you complained. Try to remember if you told yourself, I'm super, super busy. What would your past self say to your future, seeing how much busier you are right now? Maybe your past self is in utter shock, thinking how much you've made yourself more busy. I thought this was as far as I go. Maybe that's what you told yourself. And maybe right now you're in a season of where you're thinking this is as far as I can go, yet you don't know the plans that God has for you. Isaiah 55, 8 through 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God only gives us what we can bear, but sometimes we go on our own journey and do more things, and that sometimes pushes him off to the side, and we become this busy person. These verses are amazing because they remind us of how God is just trying to see us succeed and is building that future for us. He doesn't want us to go through that anxious, tense person and super stressed out. So here in a year... You don't know where you'll be. You can be twice as busier than you are right now. You may be thinking, Abby, please don't tell me that because <laughs> there's no way I can bear it. But if you look back, look back throughout how much you have grown, you will notice that that endurance has grown and it will just continue to grow. I truly believe that God puts burdens to join things or do th some things, whether it be in ministry or just in your jobs that would help us build character or in our ministry or in our calling. Because although there are people that are very busy, some people use that as an excuse. I'm not here to tell you how much you can handle because clearly people, you know, have different tolerances and only you can dictate that. I believe that when you are super busy, your true self really does come out based on what you're prioritizing. Maybe you have lately felt the burden to join a ministry. Maybe you have felt the need to drop something to prioritize something else. Maybe it's time that you followed that burden that's been weighing heavy on you. Because sometimes by using that excuse, you only go as far as your walk with God or in ministry or even in general in life. Sometimes we tell ourselves, oh, I'm too busy, I can't do that. I can't add another 
um, ministry on top. Oh, I can't be another person's accountability partner. Oh, I can't make time for, for you. I'm just too busy. But you will only go as far in your walk with God as much as you put into it. You can't be someone's accountability partner if you're not going to be there for them when they need you. You can't have those best friends that are going to be there for you if you're not there for them. And you're not going to be able to have that relationship with God if you're not taking the time to prioritize him. Even with life struggles, listen, I get it. We're busy. We're humans. But I think that we can always find a time, whether it's waking up earlier in the morning, whether it's staying up later at night, whether it's dropping sometimes at work, you can prioritize him. So as I'm coming to a close, Galatians 6, 8 says, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Everlasting. Whenever you choose to follow those higher ways that Jesus is calling you to is ultimately your choice today. However, do not be surprised when you aren't going as far in your walk with God or your calling because you ultimately reap what you sow. So today, maybe you have some self-reflecting you have to do. Maybe some apologizing to do. But Matthew 11 28 through 30 says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and I will learn and, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find the rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You can take this verse with you when you come up to the altar. And Jesus will give you that rest, that peace needed. Maybe you're not even self-aware like how I wasn't. Maybe right now you're so busy that you don't acknowledge how much is on your plate. Because he is the Prince of Peace. He doesn't want to see you stressed or tense. He wants you to be at peace and, at, and be relaxed. For my last... My last example, you follow me. <laughs> um, sometimes when we're busy, we can very much have that facade of something being very pretty. My hair today, sorry if this makes a lot of noise. My hair today is pretty, at least to me. <laughs> I hope you think the same. My hair to me today is very pretty. <laughs> it took time. I pinned it in place. And it's, it's, it's where it should be. It's where I want it to be. Maybe where society wants it to be. But it all starts with self-reflecting. My hair's up. It hurts, but it looks pretty. <laughs> However, there is that connotation of you look pretty because you're busy. But sometimes 
we want to feel that peace, that relaxation. And, you know, you may be asking, how do I start that? Well, it starts with a little self-reflecting, which some of you guys did. It starts with prayer, maybe leaving some people, maybe leaving a ministry, leaving a hobby, leaving earlier from your job, taking more time with your family. taking more time to be with your friends, taking more time for Jesus, listening to those burdens that he has laid upon you, working on those marriage problems, working on that mental health, Acknowledging you can't do it all. Acknowledging that you are human and you aren't perfect. Maybe it's leaving that sport. Maybe it's leaving that social media. Leaving behind that binge for a TV show. Maybe it's starting that Bible study. Reaching out to that backslider. Starting up that prayer life. Oh, my hair's stuck. <laughs> it's gonna hurt, it's gonna be a painful process. Starting back up your consecrations. Checking in on people around you. Starting to pray for those people around you. Letting go of those anxious thoughts. Letting go of those lies told at you. To get to the point where you're at peace where you're relaxed. It's not pretty, but it's that truth, that truth that speaks. I don't want to be pretty if I'm stressed and tense. I want to be at a place at peace with God. And if that makes me ugly to society, well then so be it. But it all starts. It all starts with the prayer. So as you guys come up to the altar, step out of your pews and find that place to let go of some things.